Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, sharing valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. And now, here is your host, Rob Stanley. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Selenomics Podcast. So today we've got a really, really cool topic that a lot of people have been talking about, but not too much action has been taken on. So we're going to be talking today a little bit about Mexico sourcing hacks for Amazon sellers. Now bringing in the studio, Amy Weiss, welcome to the Selenomics Podcast. Thank you for having me, Robbie. It's great to be here. Great to be, great to have you on. It's It's been a while since I've had you on uh, any of my podcasts, so we're going to jump right into this so everybody can, uh, you know, feel free to post any questions. Amy will answer them. And even if it's after the podcast, please post any questions in the comment area. I'll make sure I get a hold of Amy and she answers those. So we are diving deep into Mexico sourcing hacks. A lot of people have talked about it. I mean, we've seen tariffs go up when it comes to importing from China and things like that. But I think the number one thing is that I hear this a lot that let's let's dive straight into what are some of the things we can source from Mexico and what are some of the challenges? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the, the big thing is that, um, you know, m- most of the things that Mexico is known for are things like automotive and um, they also do mold making that they're like really one of the only countries outside of China that does uh, most of the mold making. So if you do like injection molding or anything like that, so you're like, as an e-commerce seller or a private label micro brand owner, you're like, what the heck is Mexico going to do for me, right? The other thing that's really difficult about Mexico, and I'm sorry that I'm digging into all the difficult things, but the other thing that's really difficult is it's very hard. There's no Alibaba for Mexico, right? There is, like you can search on Alibaba for Mexico stuff, but it's not, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find manufacturers. Um, the other thing <laughs> is that manufacturers in Latin America and Mexico are not used to working with micro brands. Mexico is not China. You can't just like, oh, can you make me this, right? You can't do that because they, they're not developed like China. China has the whole supply chain developed and you can go to a manufacturer in China and you can be like, cradle grave. I want this. I want the packaging like this. You do all of it. You ship it to Amazon for me. It's good to go. You can't do that in Mexico, right? You can't. It's it's really, they have been, the smaller manufacturers have been um, manufacturing for locals, right? They've been manufacturing for local, and this is throughout Latin America. They've been manufacturing for local um, stores, local supply chain. And what happened with COVID is a lot of the the um, retailers and stuff that they were producing for shut down. And suddenly all these more micro manufacturers that were doing kind of smaller runs and like had local production going are going, what do I do? Like where there can, I need to start getting outside of my like local environment. 
And all of us on the other side, we're like dealing with all these problems with China and any other, you know, I mean, the problems are across the board, right? But China, especially we've been dealing with problems with, I have several China sourcing trips and I haven't been able to go, haven't been able to meet in person, factories have been shut down, right? So I'm starting to look for alternatives. And when I hear that these micro manufacturers in Mexico are starting to look for and Latin America are starting to look for um, outside sources to outside buyers um, to provide for, I'm like, wow, you know, what an opportunity. But what we have to realize is that there's still work to do. Mexico is not China. So well, we're going to be able to find most of the categories. So I have looked through the major categories for my sourcing trip to China. I look at the major categories that most Amazon sellers um, purchase in. So like home goods, uh, ceramics, uh, leather goods, wood, um, those types of things that are most popular at Canton Fair, you can actually find those in Mexico. But the problem is you don't know how to do business in Mexico. You don't know how to negotiate, right? You don't know how to find those manufacturers. And so that are that is your primary problem, right? And that's why we put together the Mexico trip, because it's all about not just connecting you with these manufacturers, but also teaching you how to work with them so that they can be a viable sourcing option for you and you can be a viable partner for them. We actually, the day before our Evolatum trade show that we're doing on June uh, 8th, the day before we're actually doing a workshop for the manufacturers that are coming to teach them how to work with us. So it goes both ways. So as far as what you can source from Mexico, you're going to be able to find a lot of the major things that you sell, anything that's made out of wood, leather, um, and let me see, just like your uh, your industrial types of good, your ceramics, your textiles, um, that kind of thing. And then like if you need molds made, that's a really great place to go and do that kind of stuff. They also have like fiberglass, metals, foam. Um, so there's a lot that you can get done, especially even like grocery and stuff like that. Um, a lot of that is sourced already, health and wellness type of products. A lot of that is already made in Mexico. So it's a matter of not necessarily finding um, those things, like those things not being able to source in Mexico, but you being able to do business there, like understanding how do you work with those manufacturers? How do they work with you? How does the conversation need to go? Because it's not Alibaba. It's not China. Yeah. So, Amy, why don't you uh, maybe step us through, you know, you're kind of saying like, hey, a lot of times we're so used to China being so efficient at just literally I can almost send a picture. And as long as I send it to the right uh, factory that makes something similar to that or or makes that product, they'll be like, yeah, sure. How do you want a box? What do you want logo on it? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And it sounds like with Mexico, there, there's a little more of a learning curve to order from there or get something made there. And so taking, for instance, uh, either the wood or leather type products, maybe step us through the like kind of process. You know, if I have a leather good or an idea in mind and I find a factory that does a leather or wood product and I'm kind of like, here's some pictures of it, uh, kind of where does it go from there? And and how do you get it to the point where it's like, OK, they they can make this for you and get it to you or get it to Amazon the way you want it? Maybe step through that for us. Yeah. So first of all, let's let's cover a wood product, right? I have several clients that are already sourcing wood products from Mexico. 
Um, and let's talk about wood because what most people are doing, most of the wood, the world's wood actually is being sourced from China. In fact, Ashley Furniture, I think is one of the largest uh, importers of wood products from China to America. And that's why there's a huge furniture shortage right now because of all the factory shutdowns and stuff. So let's think about wood, right? Most people, what they're doing to avoid the extra tariffs, because you're going to pay extra tariff, extra duties on wood products um, and on importing those, unless you're sourcing them from Mexico, right? Um, so what a lot of people do to avoid those extra duties on wood products from China is they're sourcing bamboo, right? They're sourcing bamboo from China or from India um, because bamboo is very sustainable and, you know, all of that. But some people just are not on the bamboo train yet, right? And wood is still very, very popular. Um, and so sourcing that from China or any other country for that matter um, that isn't part of a free trade agreement with the U.S. is going to cost you more money in the long run. So it's worth the extra, and not to mention the heaviness of shipping it, like the logistics, the cost of shipping it, to get it from Mexico to the U.S. is two days. Shipping is wow. very easy. Plus, you have free trade. So <laughs> you're looking at totally different lead times. So even if your costs, let's say your costs, even though the labor, the labor costs are actually cheaper in Mexico than they are in China right now. Labor costs in China just went up. So, you know, like looking at apples to apples there, like you're actually going to pay less in labor costs. But, um, but we have to look at, because you're in, in China, you're dealing with a factory that may have been making wood products, like already has all the machines, already has everything all set up, you know, and you're going to be able to pump out that sample very quickly. So really it's in Mexico, it's going to require more communication because that manufacturer might not have the tooling yet that's necessary. And if we look back 20 years at what happened in China, right, tons of companies started going to China and working together with factories to set up great processes, streamline operations, and be able to make China this, the viable sourcing option that it is today. So Mexico's not there yet. And what we need to do, some of manufacturers in Mexico are totally there. And you know, you're going to find some that are already making wood products and already have the machines and already are good. It's depending on what you're sourcing. So the key is understanding the business and you know the way that you need to communicate, the way negotiations are, right? Um, and then also vetting that supplier, like understanding what that supplier is doing. So a lot of suppliers, for example, I source a, um, I have a floor mat, right, that I sell. And I was trying to find a factory in Mexico for that. And I found many factories in Mexico that make a similar product. However, when I reached out to them and got pricing, the pricing was basically wholesale, almost retail of what I'm charging for the product on Amazon. They were charging me to source it from them. And upon further research, I found what they were doing is literally just getting these products wholesale from China. And then they were just altering them slightly, right? They were customizing them. So that brings up another point. You can do the same thing. Let's say you're sourcing your raw materials from China and you don't, you're worried about like factories knocking you off. You're worried about lead times. You can source those raw materials from China. You can bring them to Mexico and you can work with that manufacturer on customization, on kitting, 
all of that, right? Plus there's a ton of logistics providers and warehousing in Mexico at the border. There are a ton of logistics and warehouse providers. So now not only have you sourced your raw materials from China and moved them over, but you're protecting that, um, that final product, right? The labor's cheaper in Mexico. You're paying less in tariffs. You're saving on that, right? And you've got, now you've got two day lead time plus so as far as shipping, two-day lead time, plus you are not waiting so long as far as um, to get everything put together and you're able to warehouse your products there instead of paying the higher prices to warehouse your products in the U.S. Now you can get them via LTL or via ground transport from Mexico to the U.S. to Amazon in two days. So really don't just think about Mexico as a sourcing option. Think about like for your final product, right? Working with that supplier, but think about Mexico as a totally different way to change up your supply chain, reduce your lead times, reduce your tariffs and your duties, and really make those connections that are going to make a difference for you. Yeah, absolutely. That That's that's some really good information. We're covering a lot. So <laughs> make sure, make sure you hit that like. Robbie, that's why we're doing this sourcing trip with Absolutely. three days of learning because it's like, you know, yes, we're also doing a trade show and we want you guys to come to the trade show. Mexico City is easy to get to. Come to the Evo Latin trade show. It's going to be awesome. It's June 8th. We want you to be there. But if you really want to learn and you really want to, you know, understand all these nuances, because I can't teach you in this podcast how to communicate with a, <laughs> it's going to depend on that manufacturer, right? We have to learn yeah. how to communicate. We have, if, if we want to source anywhere outside of China, anywhere, we have to learn how to communicate. We have to learn how to partner with suppliers, how to figure out like, okay, how can we do that? I know Tim, Tim Jordan was talking about this on another thing when he was working on another podcast, he was working in Guatemala and what he ended up doing is actually buying, like working together with the supplier to buy the tooling to make a certain product. And, you know, that you spend, what, 500 bucks on the tools or whatever, right? 500 to $1,000. But then now you they have a, a way to produce your products faster and you have a partner, right? So that's the kind of stuff that you might have to do. But is it going to be worth it? When I talked about the benefits of the free trade agreement, when I talked about the benefits of your lead time, working with these suppliers and learning how to communicate is going to change your supply chain. It's going to make a huge difference. So it's worth it to learn because not only are you going to be able to source from Mexico, you're going to be able to do that same thing with suppliers all around the world that are in the same spot that aren't as developed as the way suppliers are in Mexico, in China. So I think Amy mentioned something. We're, we're going to take a quick break, but Amy mentioned something I want to talk about when she comes back. And that is some of the challenges. You kind of touched on a few of the challenges of dealing not with Mexico, but South America in general. Uh, we're going to take a quick 10 second break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Amy Weiss about some of the challenges that she's faced or that she's seen when it when you're dealing with sourcing or manufacturing in Mexico right after this break. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. 
Yeah, so be sure to head on over to getita.com forward slash sellonomics, get your $400 of free FBA reimbursements. Again, today I have Amy Weiss, and we're talking about Mexico sourcing hacks for Amazon sellers. And right before the break, I wanted to talk to Amy a little more about some of the challenges she's seen and heard about or maybe dealt with when sourcing with Mexico or South America in general. Amy, I know you touched on these. Let's go a little more into it because we kind of covered a, a big spectrum of area. But I want to kind of dive down a little bit. Let, let's go into some of these challenges you've dealt with. Uh, we're making it sound great. And it is great. Don't get me wrong. It is great to source from Mexico. Uh, yeah. But what challenges have you seen either personally or heard about uh, that maybe if somebody decides tomorrow they're going to start sourcing from Mexico? Of course, I suggest they come on the trip first. But we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, what things have you seen that might be some challenges that people might deal with if they were to try to start sourcing tomorrow? I think the biggest thing is, as I mentioned before, it's the knowledge, right? Um, we're so used to sourcing from China and China is so developed, right? It's, it's that we have some barriers to entry there to some of these other countries. And it's not that those countries don't want to work with us. And it's not that we don't want to work with them. It's that it takes communication and knowledge on both sides. So the thing is, I would encourage all of you, there's a language barrier there, right? A little bit if you don't speak Spanish, right? Um, but at the same time, most of the suppliers also have either salespeople that speak English, you know, um, we even have a sales team in Mexico that they're, they're bilingual, they're really great. And as I mentioned, labor, short, labor, labor is cheaper in Mexico as well. So you might want to consider uh, VAs from Mexico too. I know we haven't talked about that yet, but um, that has been eye-opening for me as well. So it seems like there, for me, when I first started researching, this was like a couple of years ago when I first started researching sourcing from Latin America um, and Mexico in particular, because uh, I love Mexico. I go there multiple times a year. When I started researching, it just seemed like there was no connection, right? Like there's no like central website, there's no central repository. So it seems like everything's kind of scattered to the four winds, right? And you're like, okay, how do I, how do I say wooden chair in, in um, Spanish? And how do I say wood factory in Spanish? And how do I search for that? And how do I even communicate with these guys? And the thing is just about taking a step forward, right? Like making those connections. I know um, Sharon Evan the other day talked about finding Mexico manufacturers on LinkedIn um, on Seller Sessions podcast. And I thought, wow, that's just such a great tip as well. Um, it's all about learning. What is your thing called, right? Like knowing your manufacturing process. So are you a cut and sew? Are you, you know, a plastic product? Are you, what is it called? What is that manufacturer called, the type of manufacturer that you need? What is that type of factory called in Mexico? That's like the start of your search, right? So doing like finding that in Mexico, in um, Spanish, and then searching for that, even on Google, you're going to find that, like I found a few on Google Maps, but looking on LinkedIn, and then just realizing that, hey, they probably don't know how to work with me. I don't know how to work with them yet, right? Like, let's just open the conversation. So that's the biggest challenge and the biggest barrier is that 
there's not a lot of great um, information out there yet because these connections haven't been made. And that's why we're doing this trip and this trade show to bring people together and start making those connections. And it's like a snowball effect, right? Like you meet one guy and he introduces you to another guy and like, you know, and the service in the service in Mexico, in, in terms of the culture, is so beautiful. It's it's one of the reasons that I enjoy going to Mexico so much because they really are just wonderful people that just really want to help and really want to uh, to serve, right? And and that's just a wonderful culture to be working with, and it's worth the extra effort and worth the extra communication. But the most difficult thing right now, I think, is that. The information is not there. Like, it seems like there is a physical wall, and there is, right? There's a physical wall between uh, North America and South America. But, like, how do we actually, um, you know, penetrate this area and meet the people that we need to meet? And that just means that we need to start having these conversations. We need to start understanding each other's culture. And just like we do in China, Right. We, we have all these training in China about how to work with the manufacturer, how to have a conversation, how to find a factory, how to vet a factory, all of that. We need to do the same thing in Mexico and Latin America. And we need to understand, again, the biggest barrier is that Mexico is not China. And um, and you're going to find that any country that you try to source from that is not China, you're going to have to learn and you're going to have to take those steps. But they are going to pay off. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to dive a little more into the tariffs, but uh, actually real quick, we, we did have a comment. Uh, big shout out to Kelsey Farrar, probably one of the top producers of podcasts out there. Yes, I said that. Uh, be sure to check out Lunch with Norm. And uh, I know that wait, I know that guy, I think is how you say it. Anyways, Kelsey, thanks for tuning in. I guess I know I've made it if Kelsey's watching my podcast, probably because of you, Amy. But uh, thanks so much, Kelsey, for tuning in with us. And uh, yeah, so once again, let's let's dive a little more into the tariffs. We did cover it a little bit. Uh, you covered some of the shipping and everything. Let's go over that a little bit more because, you know, I think, uh, you know, you'd kind of mentioned like, hey, I went back to look or you were looking at a product and you were noticing that they were trying to sell it at like almost what your retail price would be. So it was like, yeah, equal to my retail price. And I was like, well, this isn't viable, right? But yeah. if I would have taken that conversation a little bit further, I might, you know, now that I know that there's logistics options for me, I might be able to get the raw materials because I have relationships with my factories in China. I could get the raw materials much, much probably lower than they can. Right. And we could work together and I could do all my customizations with them. Yeah. And so, so I would, Amy, how, how, yeah. how does it work? Like, so if you're shipping, I mean, let's, I think I know, but please correct me if I'm wrong. So if I'm shipping some of my raw material from China directly to Mexico, um, you're going to buy, there's no, obviously the tariffs are in the US, not in Mexico. So I'm assuming, does it go directly into Mexico, the raw goods with no tariffs or issues? And then maybe they can produce it there depending on the factory. Like, do you kind of know on that? And then let's uh, talk a little more about what the, savings or difference you've seen between let's say ordering the same product from China and ordering the same product from Mexico. I know there's two questions there. Go ahead. Yeah. So first of all, I'm not an expert at this yet, right? Okay. Like I'm learning right alongside of all of you. Um, and the, but what I do know is that the, um, I don't know that there's no tariffs for moving from China to Mexico. 
I don't know that. I would have to look into that. Um, it depends. I do know that it depends on what you're moving. So there isn't, uh, like, for example, if you're mostly putting a finished good from, let's say you're, you're putting it from China to a warehouse, like you're going to move your warehousing to Mexico, right? Like, let's say you're, you're happy with your supply, the rest of your supply chain in China, and you're going to move just your warehousing and your logistics to Mexico. Well, then there's still like, you know, the country of origin and the final country. So there still will be some tariffs assessed um, for yeah. that because you're still going essentially from um, China to the U.S. with Mexico as the middleman. Right. What about but, raw when, goods? Yeah, what about exactly. Raw goods? Exactly. So you have to be careful about that. And again, I'm not a logistics expert. That's why we're bringing we're bringing sourcing agents. We have logistics experts, all of that um, on the trip so that I can learn right alongside of you um, on that. But I do know that there's a significant savings um, of finishing it in Mexico. Major brands, major retail brands are already doing that. They're already setting up their factories there. They wouldn't do it if it wasn't a significant savings, right? And then we have to think about, we've got the, the NAFTA, the North American Free Trade, Free Trade Agreement. And so if you're doing your finished goods, like you're, you're finishing everything in Mexico and mostly everything except for your raw materials, right, um, is being done in Mexico, your, your tariffs are like, nothing right you're not you're not paying um the same thing that you would pay if you and think about the shipping costs the shipping costs yes to move it from um from china to mexico i don't know what those shipping costs would be i do know that you'd have a significant savings on the tariffs on top of those shipping costs right for your raw materials but the shipping costs um as far as moving from um on ground freight from mexico to the u.s Think about what you pay to move ground freight from like for me from Texas to like an Amazon warehouse in Florida or Missouri or whatever. Right. It's like a couple hundred dollars. So, you know, you're looking at thousands of dollars right now shipping from China and like 30 days of it sitting on a boat and port congestion. And you're completely flipping that around. And you're looking at two days of lead time and significant savings in ground freight, not to mention the savings in the free trade. Yeah, absolutely. That, that That's good information. That's good to know. And yeah, I wasn't trying to call you out as an expert. It's just, <laughs> I was kind of curious if you'd known because, you know, it would be interesting if you're bringing the raw goods in, but it's actually being manufactured or, uh, you know, whatever the raw good is, let's say it's plastic, but you have the injection moldings and everything being done in Mexico. I'm sure there's, you know, you'd have to look into it with somebody who's an expert at that on now that you brought in raw goods, but he actually had the injection molds and everything are in Mexico. And all they did was use the raw plastic to make your, your product. Mm -hmm. Is it technically now made in Mexico? I would, yeah, I'm it guessing is. It, yeah. it is because it is yeah, it's just the, sourcing of the raw material. Yeah, yep. there you go. Yep. Because all so, you're doing is sourcing the raw material from outside of, and you know, wherever you're sourcing it from, you might find other places. You might find that your factory gets it from somewhere else. Like your factory in China might get it from somewhere else. Absolutely. So it's, you know, it's more, it's more work initially to source from another country outside of China for sure. Yep. Right. Cause Absolutely. there's just not there yet. But when we think about same time zone, no month, of, two months of shutdowns, right? Two days of lead time, 
no tariffs. Like, is it worth, <laughs> is it worth going to Mexico and making these connections and changing up some things? And let's, can we talk about, we talked about like what you could source from, from Mexico sure. in terms of like leather and wood and most home goods and, and things like that. And gifts, um, ceramics, all that kind of stuff, which is what a lot of us Amazon sellers sell. Right. Um, but can we also talk about if you're a reseller or a wholesaler, really think about expanding your sourcing opportunities because there's a lot of brands already in Mexico Huh. that are not selling online, number one, are not selling outside of Mexico, number two, really great brands, really great products. And this, like I said, the labor costs are cheaper in Mexico. The prices are cheaper in Mexico. So think about, and then just two days of lead time. So if you're a reseller or you have a wholesale business model for Amazon or for Walmart or whatever, what are you doing? <laughs> get get on this because there's so many great like little micro brands that are in Mexico already and even manufacturers that are doing finished goods. Like if I go on Smart Scout, which is one of my favorite um, tools, e-commerce tools, and I look at the seller map for Mexico, there's a huge like community of not only expats that live there, but also sellers and you wouldn't believe the goods that they're selling. So really, if you're, this is not just for private label micro brands. This is like, if you're a reseller or a wholesale, you could change your whole business model and think about, uh, not your whole business model, but your whole business in terms of your sourcing and being able to replenish your goods. And not only that, think about the barriers that you're gonna, that other people who are competing against you. One thing I hated when I was doing wholesale is like, I would create a listing and a really cool bundle. And in two days, someone else would be jumping on my listing. And I'm like, what the, huh? But if I'm sourcing from Mexico, from a micro brand that's only sold in Mexico, good luck. Where are they gonna find it, right? You're not going to have people jumping on your listings. Your prices are going to be lower. Your lead time, you're not going to pay tariffs on that, right? Some people are trying to source wholesale stuff from China and they're paying all this shipping. They're having, they're paying too high of prices for it, right? Like change it up, you guys. There's so many opportunities outside of just finding a factory between your logistics, between finished goods, like so many cool opportunities. I love one of the things you mentioned, and you mentioned this earlier. The amount of time I'm, I'm based in California. If you guys don't know the amount of time it takes for me to fly to China when I was running my, my online Amazon company, e-commerce company for 20 years, it's a lot of time to get over there. I can be, let's see, I can be on the, we'll call it the West coast of Mexico within a couple hours, the East coast of Mexico within five hours ish. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to be able to get down there and, and again, like you said, time zone wise, when I went to China, it was like flipped almost 12 hours difference where we're talking two or technically uh, from California, zero to three hours difference I'm dealing with. So I can get down there, get a lot more work done, get back in time. So there's a lot of savings there. But what I want to do, Amy, let's let's jump into uh, right. We're going to take a com quick commercial break. But when we come back, I want to talk to Amy about why the Mexico sourcing trip, how this came about, kind of why you, you were doing this, what's involved. Uh, I will be there just so you guys know, uh, but we'll talk about that as soon as we come back after this break. 
Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at Gatita.com slash Sellernomics. Yeah, so head on over to Gatita.com forward slash Sellernomics. Get your $400 of free FBA reimbursements. And just real quick, be sure to hit that like and that thumbs up. We do appreciate it. Uh, once again, I have Amy Weiss on, and we're talking about Mexico sourcing hacks for Amazon sellers. Uh, we are going to dive into themexicotrip.com and talk about that and, uh, you know, kind of how it got started and everything. Uh, one of the things, let, let's just talk a little bit about kind of what brought you into sourcing for Mexico. Uh, I want to just cover that just a little bit more. And then how did it come about the MexicoSourcingTrip.com or the Mexico Sourcing Trip on how, how did this evolve? Who started talking to who? Uh, give us more details about it. And then let's also talk about what's included in the trip and how people can uh, you know get involved in it and be a part. Yeah. So first of all, um, I've been trying, every time I would take a trip to Mexico, I'd be like, okay, like, Where's this, you know, I'd go to the stores and stuff and I'd see all these cool little goods and everything. And I'm like, okay, there has to be, everything was hecho in Mexico. Okay, if it's made here, why, where are these manufacturers? Like, how do I find it? And maybe because I was hanging out at resorts, you know, like I'm not <laughs> making the right contacts. But I just was like, there has, there's so much opportunity here. Why, you know, I'm already do sourcing trips to Max, to China, sorry. And, you know, I, I just love meeting with manufacturers there and all these trade shows and everything in, in China. And I was like, wow, there has to be something here. So I start asking questions. I, every time I, I start, um, you know, every time I go to Mexico or meet someone from Mexico, I'm like, hey, do you know any manufacturers? Do you know, like, I'd, I want to learn more about the industry here. And I started meeting various people. And, um, and I started just talking more about it and being curious. That's how you learn anything, right? You're just curious and, and communication about it, curiosity and communication. And um, we actually did a business planning session here at my house. We were a bunch of kind of leaders in, um, in the Mexico and Latin America sourcing um, industry, I guess you could say we did a business planning event at my house because we were going to do a, we were going to put together kind of our own version of Alibaba for Mexico because nothing exists. Right. And I'm not, I'm not the only one who's ever uh, thought of that. There's like three or four different people who are working on similar projects. We thought let's just get together and let's like see what the viability of this. So we dug into like all the different categories that you could source all of that, but there's so many it's very, very complex, right? It's very complex because there are so many things, so many parts and pieces that need to get put together, right? And the, the one thing that I came out of that with um, is, look, we need the knowledge and the connections and we just need to start somewhere. Like we don't have the resources right now to build the next Alibaba in Mexico. And oh, by the way, we're not going to beat Alibaba to that, right? Alibaba's got several billion dollars um, that they've invested in that, right? Um, and there's several large e-commerce platforms that are working on that. So that's coming, but it's coming in five to 10 years, right? So how do we get started now? And that's what I came away with that with. And so I kept having these conversations and I learned that Tim Jordan also has done, you know, sourcing in Guatemala and Latin America. And he also was looking at a sourcing trip. 
Um, I talked to Athena from, you know, Titan. She was, she has connections in Mexico and was talking about the same thing. So all of these leaders in the space were talking about this. And I was like, okay, why should I do this on my own? Right? Like I can certainly do a sourcing trip on my own, but I don't have the education or the resources yet. Right. In, in Mexico. So why not bring people together who are also asking these same questions and let's do it. Let's create a trade show. Let's invite. So what we've done, our trade show is at evolatam.com, E-V-O-L-A-T-A-M.com. That trade show is going to happen on June 8th. We're at the World Trade Center in Mexico City, a very easy city to get to, right? And what we've done, and we have new manufacturers signing up every single day, but not only manufacturers, we're bringing sourcing agents and so many experts. So there's going to be multiple stages. We're going to have uh, multilingual headsets where you can um, understand like what's being said, if whether it's in Spanish, English, if you're a Spanish speaker, right? Um, but we have this trade show. And what we're doing with this trade show is bringing lots of manufacturers in. And you would wonder, like, how are we doing this when we don't have, you know, the connections yet? We don't have the, the what we've done is we've hired a sales team that has been responsible for most of the major trade shows that already happen in Mexico. That's our team. And our team is already doing outreach in Mexico, already has everything handled, like 24 seven um, sales team that we have already in Mexico. So we have new manufacturers signing up every single day, new attendees signing up every single day. So that's great. Come to the trade show in Mexico City. If you're already in Mexico City, get there, right? Um, it's, it's really great. It's free to attend the trade show, right? And so definitely get there and attend that. You're going to learn a ton. You're going to meet lots of people. You're going to meet sourcing agents, logistics experts, all that kind of stuff to get you there. So even if your manufacturer that you're looking for for your exact product is not at that trade show, you're going to make the connections necessary to meet the, those people, right? So that's the first thing is Evolatum. But we didn't just want to do a trade show because we were like, okay, wait a minute. We need the education and resources to actually do business in Mexico. So we put together a four-day sourcing trip. And that's at themexicotrip.com, like literally called the Mexico trip. <laughs> what are we going to call uh -huh. it? The Mexico trip. So what are we doing? We have three full days of education. We're going to do factory tours. And then you're also going to attend the trade show as part of that, right? Um, everything is included. Your hotels, your transportation, um, your except for your flights, right? You have to get yourself to Mexico, but that's easy. We've talked about that, right? Um, yep. You got to get yourself to and from Mexico, but we're going to handle your daily transportation. We're going to handle your hotels. We're going to handle all of your meals. Every night we have special dinners. We've got lunches. Like your everything is covered for you. You're going to network. You're going to meet people. You're going to learn. Um, this trip is going to be great for your business. And then at the end of that trip, we're actually going to fly over to Cancun. It's a very quick uh, little trip from Mexico City to Cancun. Um, and we're going to spend a few more days in Cancun and do an advanced mastermind. Um, so at themexicotrip.com, you can pick which package you would like. You can just come to the sourcing trip. You can come to, you can do the VIP experience, which is the sourcing trip and the Cancun mastermind. You can just come to the Cancun Mastermind if you don't if you don't want to do Mexico sourcing. You just want to hang out for the Advanced Mastermind in Cancun. If that's more your style. You can just come to the Cancun Mastermind. That's cool. Um, or 
you can register just for, if you're already in Mexico, you're already good to go, you can register for the trade show for Evoleto. So those are your options. And we're only taking 100 people with us on the Mexico trip, like on the sourcing trip portion. Um, so that one is like more, you know, that's kind of like you got to reserve your spot where we've got room for thousands of people at the at the World Trade Center at the um, at uh, the trade show. So those are your options. And we really hope that you'll consider the benefits of sourcing from Mexico and Latin America and coming along for the ride and making these connections and learning alongside of us. And yeah, it's just, it's going to be very exciting. I think uh, you also mentioned, and you may mention this off air, I'm sorry. Uh, but there's also, if anybody has more questions after this, there's a webinar coming up on April 27th. That's coming up here in about seven days. And it's the mexicotrip.com forward slash webinar. Now, yeah. is that a free webinar they could jump on just yeah. to learn more? Okay. Why yeah, we, and uh, that's, it's, it's a webinar just specifically to answer your questions about sourcing from Mexico. So that's on April 27th. It's going to be 7 p.m. Central Time. And it'll, we're going to have a lot of our speakers there. We're going to have uh, myself, Tim, and Norm uh, off the lobby. Um, so lots of people coming to that webinar, but also, you know, register for it and join us and ask your more specific questions. We realize that this is, it's a lot of information and I've covered a lot on today's show, but it's like, okay, but Amy, how do I actually, like, I want to do this, but there's so much to know. And trust me, I feel, I feel the same way. I've been working on this for a couple of years. So um, join us for that webinar. We'd love to have you. And, um, you know, we'll get, get deeper into like, it'll be, you know, very formatted and kind of getting into each of these categories to answer your questions. So, I'm looking forward to this. Just, just so everybody knows, Katita is one of the sponsors along with Helium 10, Carbon 6, Amazing at Home. Uh, who else did I miss? I'm sorry if I missed one. Uh, obviously, well, we got Tim yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Private Label Legion. Yep. Yep, um, Private Label Legion. And yeah, I'm, I know we have a few more. I just don't have them off the top of my head. But That's they're, fine. All, so, they're all on the Mexico trip page. So check it out. Yeah, but yeah, so we're so the, grateful for all of our sponsors. And we have a ton of promotion partners. So like everybody is jumping in on this, you know, like there's been so many people. You're going to be getting Mexico trip emails from everybody, you know, because this really is important. You know, everybody yeah. is really looking forward. To, this is groundbreaking. Um, Absolutely. This is the reason that we're oh, Alibaba is one of our sponsors. Oh, yeah, and that's the, right. And the reason Alibaba is sponsoring us is because they see this as such a great, like I said, their, their plan is to get in, uh, in a few years, right? They're, they're really going to be, uh, aggressive about moving into Latin America and all of that. But, um, uh, but when they heard that, Hey, you guys are already starting, you're building these trade shows and stuff. We have to be part of it. Um, so that it's just wonderful. Um, it's the biggest thing that we've ever done. And we see it as just a really groundbreaking opportunity for e-commerce, um, and we can't make, wait to make these connections and build these relationships. Yeah. So be sure to check out the Mexico trip, T H E M E X I C O T R I P.com. For those who are listening, the Mexico trip.com, uh, myself, I'll be there representing Gatita for the whole trip, including the Cancun mastermind. I'm looking forward to learning stuff. I've never, uh, actually technically until this year, I've never been to Mexico ever. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to go with uh, Titan uh, to an amazing event down there and uh, looking forward to this one also. And then I have a personal trip to Cabo this year. So went from never being in Mexico to being there three times this year. But be sure to check this out. There's going to be amazing information. 
and cannot wait to be a part of this. Uh, thank you so much for inviting Gatita to be a part of this and being on the podcast. It's been absolutely incredible. Lots of good information. Uh, of course, the money man will be there in Mexico. Ombre De Niro, as he's known down in Mexico, will be there <laughs> and also in Cancun. And uh, yeah, we're absolutely looking forward to uh, being part of this. And uh, check out themexicotrip.com. Uh, and I'm sure there's a way they could contact you, Amy, through there if they have more questions. Or go to the webinar, themexicotrip.com forward slash webinar. Sign up for that. It's coming up here in seven days. So be sure to sign up for that and take a look. And uh, Amy, always great having you on. I, I get to see, I'm lucky, one of the lucky people. I get to see Amy several times a month at a lot of the shows. And uh, it's always amazing to talk with her and always great information. So uh, thanks for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And be sure to check out the MexicoTrip.com, everybody. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics Podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.